Are we recording? <laughs> oh yeah! It's like <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> Macho. Oh man, that's Vincy. I like that my kids know that I'm healthy and strong and fit, and that their mom is healthy and strong and fit. Like, okay, I can still get better without having to do a max effort every single day. Smashing yourself on the roller for uh, an hour, right? you're good by the next day as long as you had a sandwich and a net. Okay, this episode will be um, basically be a story time with Tom, and he's going to give us a uh, a little history on his training and how his training has changed over the last seven years or so, and one particular thing that has changed. Uh, and Tom will make that quite obvious what that is, um, but it's something I think a lot of people will be able to relate to for those that are uh, trying to be very competitive in fitness. It's a very common theme, um, and at some point it will need to change for many people, um, but being able to recognize when that time is, is very important. Yeah, so I started CrossFit back in 2013. I solely started CrossFit for the purpose of wanting to compete. I had no other intentions otherwise. I remember uh, my friend at the time when I was in nursing school was like, I think you'd really like it. And I saw it on TV as like CrossFit this, Games 2013. This was in Connecticut, right? Yeah, back in Connecticut. Saw CrossFit Games on TV 2013. And I was like, definitely want to do that. So I uh, started at BK Athletics in Fairfield. Um, for a year, we just did OPT blog. And after the year, uh, BK had approached me and said, I think that if you really want to compete, that you need to start with a coach. And then at the time, it was between you and your brother. Those were my only options. Yeah. yeah. And then, let's see, I picked you. Uh, at the time, why did you pick me? I picked you because your price. <laughs> uh, James at the time was charging uh, 450 American, I think. Uh, met you in October, like a few months later, for the first mm-hmm. time in person at it's Optathlon. Yep. Um, I think my max clean and jerk out day was 265. <laughs> and killed you that day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so from that point, uh, we started just one session, five days a week. I was really new still. I hadn't even known a lot of my strength numbers, for instance. Like, you could, you asked me what my max overhead squat was, and at the time it was 225, I think. Um, my max back squat was 315, and my max front squat was 255, and clean and jerk was uh, 275, so that doesn't really make sense. And your max shoulder <laughs> press was? Uh, 135. <laughs> Strong, 135. So no change. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, strict pressing 170 nowadays <laughs> on a good day. It's good enough to be Cam West Games champ. Um, yeah, so I don't know really how to go from here, but... Uh, Let's see. Basically, like after the introduction part. Yeah. So, like after after a year, after the first year or two, after two years. Yeah. uh, After two years being with you, we had started moving into doubles. Uh, We had tried to do it earlier, but I actually had got people that don't know what doubles are. Double sessions, so two a day. Uh, We started out as first as just two a week, and Mm -hmm. the second session was really easy. Thirty minutes of mostly aerobic work actually and I thought it was kind of a joke but that's how we started and I 
I had actually got hurt at one point during the 2013 or um, 2014 Open. It was the box jump workout, box jump deadlifts. And then we had took the doubles off, and then we slowly brought them back in. We started out as just one session twice a week and slowly increased the volume, eventually getting up to two sessions a day, five days a week. And I had done that for at least three years, I would say, maybe a little bit more. And at the time, I had this obsession with getting doubles in because I thought it was what I had to do and the only possible way to get better. At the time I was working as a nurse, I was taking courses sometimes and I would be working 40 hours a week full time plus taking two classes and then on top of that training anywhere from eight to ten sessions per week and any time that I couldn't do a double it actually would bother me in my head because I felt like it was a missed opportunity of getting better. I never capitalized on rest or felt like I needed it that much. I didn't do the little things that's for sure because that's what where the sacrifice was uh, taking time off Um, I'm very good at just putting my head down and getting everything done and not really thinking about whether it's my best effort or how it could be better or it's the most optimal or what's most optimal yeah and I mean we did that until like saying that you got you got a lot better during that time as well yeah I mean I did I I can't say that I didn't get better yeah Um, but I it, was it the most ideal as far as like recovery mm. and stuff like that? Who knows? And mm. I definitely was not being honest with you. Yeah. I was not telling you that <laughs> I was doing that much or taking on that much. Yeah. Um, so why did you initially think that you had to do doubles? I think it's just the culture of it, right? You see these videos. Uh, when my first two years, I was definitely obsessed with CrossFit. I would train go home i'd be watching like crossfit videos at Mm -hmm. home on youtube and uh, i was like eat sleep dream it and then you see these games athletes doing these crazy workouts they're doing three workouts a day uh you see like the rich frowny videos or jacob what people don't to clarify um when for for well for our clients when when you say two sessions it's two full-on sessions yeah generally right like the, when, when yeah. it says like oh i have a pm session it's not i'm going to work to one set of three front squats no it's that's part a yeah. then you have part b then c then d yeah then e, then usually th- like the training for us and for me mostly was always strength in the morning yeah and then uh conditioning style training yeah. in the evening we do a through e in the morning at least something like that strength yeah. pieces and then in the evening it would be either intervals of mixed work or it would be just erg based mm-hmm. and uh yeah so you that's see basically went on for 2014 2015 well went on longer than that yeah it was 2015 16 17 yeah and probably most of 18 yep and then when we switched it I was doing doubles up until just before I came here. And it was because I was preparing for something. I can't remember. But you had said that... I can't remember what the competition was. Well, it was regionals. Was it regionals? Team regionals. That we cut it back to one session a day? 
Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it team regionals? It must have been. Yeah, we had cut it back to one session a day leading into that. Yeah. And then afterwards, you were like, I like where your numbers are going. I think you need to stay there. Um, and you took that completely well. Yeah, well, I mean, at first, <laughs> at first I had my doubts. You said uh, we should cut it back to six days. Well, instead of five, let's do six days, but one, one session, session per day. day. And uh, at first it definitely bothered me. I was afraid that I wasn't going to get better. But, I mean, I always trusted you. I was like, I hope he's right. I hope mm-hmm. it will be enough. Yeah. Um, and moved here, still mm-hmm. doing one session. And when I first came here, I had tried to start doing doubles again. And you said, no, let's just keep it this way. Your strength numbers are getting better. That was what the example you gave me because mm-hmm. it was obvious. I was yeah. getting within five to ten pound of PRs. That, yeah. Which was which was like probably two three years since mm-hmm. I was that close mm-hmm. uh, between back squat front squat snatch and clean and jerk, and so I was like okay it seemed maybe he's right. I told you I felt less fit, and clearly that wasn't really the case yeah. when it came time to actual competition. But yeah. I felt uh, in my head that oh I'm not doing enough, just mm-hmm. comparing it to other people and what other people are doing. Yeah. Like you spend a lot of people spend a lot of time developing useless aspects of fitness. Yeah, um, and it's, it's yeah, it's a pity. A lot of people spend a lot of time doing things that are never going to be useful, mm-hmm. other than the fact that it might make them tougher athletes, right? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Um, but yeah, I just feel like for us, after there for a little, for a while, we were kind of spinning our wheels with you not recovering and not being as good as you could be. Yeah, and it was good. I feel like I. It was I. I made the decision too late to to make you switch, but you seemed like you were dialed in. And but every even when we'd have like it was the last week or this, or of a four week or five week block, I'd usually always cut it to just one session because I was like I always wanted to just get it down. Let's just go down and work volume for Tom because I always thought. Uh, and just so you should explain to people what like what it was like doing two sessions a day when. Yeah. Uh, when you do work, like what did that look like? What was a day? What did a day look like when um, you had to work, and what other things you had to do? So when is when do you get up? What when does it start? Go through it. Yeah, uh, let's just I'll just compare it to the time when I was working as a nurse because that was at its like peak, the worst uh, as far as how much I was taking on. Um, <clears throat> I would work usually five p.m. or three p.m. Let's, it would be either 3 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. at night, or it would be 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. Those were the two shifts I would work only. And I actually had changed my job in order to work at that time. And I would wake up. I'd go home, go sleep, wake up around uh, 9.30, 9 o'clock. And I would drive to the gym, and I would do one session of my strength training stuff it usually take me about two hours between warm-up and finish i would rest exactly two hours and then i would do my next session which would usually take about an hour um do you want me to like walk through the sessions themselves or okay so that so, takes us to what like so yeah so it would take me to one third it would take me i i had it down to a yeah. science like i if I had to work at five, I would be done at the gym by four because I would have to sit in traffic to drive to the gym, 
Because it was uh, Connecticut and Norwalk traffic from like to Bridgeport, Fairfield. I mean, this is irrelevant, but it would be bumper to bumper traffic to go 11 miles, and it would take an hour to get there. Um, so I would sit in traffic. I'd eat food in traffic on the way to work because that was the only time I had. It's a super optimal setting. Yep, super optimal. Yep, really, <laughs> really ideal. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I would get to work, work eight hours, go to sleep, wake up, do it again. Um, it wasn't always like that because it was shift work. So sometimes maybe I'd get lucky and didn't have to work the next day, could sleep in a little bit. Um, but I would do that at least three times a week because I would train five days a week and at least three of them I'd have to work. Um, and I would do 24 hours, usually is the maximum amount I would work in that time, uh, leading into regionals. But I had been to the point where I was working four or five days a week, eight-hour shifts, and training most of them, if not all of them, mm-hmm. doubles uh, the whole time. Did Did you know Tom's schedule? Yeah. Like 100% that he was eating his chicken on the way to work? <laughs> uh, maybe. I'm pretty sure I, I, I knew your schedule. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure because I never really said to you like how much I was working. And I think only one time you had asked me, how much time I was taking between doubles. And I would always definitely try to maximize, minimize it and maximum amount of time take two hours because ideally the the schedule of driving to the gym just from my house alone would take 35 minutes mm-hmm. to an hour. And it was just not realistic for me to go train, go home, take four hours like yep. you should be, taking a nap, resting, mm-hmm. and being mentally ready to do the next session. So a lot of times that second session was uh, a grind, especially in the later uh, last year, year and a half. It would be mentally tough to get to the gym and perform my best effort. And I was putting my best effort into it, though I know it wasn't my best. I know that I could have been performing better but I felt I needed to do that. I felt like it was the only way. And I had wanted to get to regionals. That was my goal at the time. And that's why I did not care the how I felt. I was like, this is how it's supposed to feel. I'm supposed to feel like tired, like garbage, and I just have to get it done, so. Well, as a guy that's, how tall are you, six, two, three? Six, three, yeah. Six, three, you got to within one spot wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was one spot based in the, in the old northeast region. Based on how many? Yeah. Let's see, what, what were you like? Twenty. So that year, I finished twenty uh, sixth or twenty seventh, and based on how many people yeah. went, I was actually one spot out. Yeah. And then the following year, that was when they increased it to twenty nine spot or uh, twenty five spots from mm-hmm. twenty spots. So yeah, mm-hmm. I finished twenty sixth. And a lot of it was because of that first workout. It was the dumbbell snatch and burpee box jump over workout. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was in my region a minute too slow. It, that was what separated me from going to regionals that year mm-hmm. because the rest of the workouts, that was like top 50. You mean your minute from finishing top 20 in the open? Uh, yeah. Not a minute from finishing um, one No, no, ahead. I was a minute from finishing top 20 yeah. in the whole open based on that workout in northeast alone. Which just is like brutal. doing the math it's brutal yeah so that was quite that was it's impressive to finish that high your stature yeah right so my it, time for that yeah. workout was 12:29. and in any other region if i was in any other region i would have went to regionals yeah. it didn't matter which one 
Yeah. It's um except for Europe. Yeah, so that's that's what I was getting at, right? It's like so during the and that what open was that? Twenty twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen open, yeah. Is the snatch chest of our workout and all that. Was that the one? Yeah, so the, it was Or was it twenty seventeen? Because that's the one with all the because Britney went twenty seventeen, right? Okay. It was the same year, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. must have been. Anyway, yeah. But over those years, like the point of it is that you were progressing each year. You yeah, were getting better. I was getting better, right? and I so, felt my best. And then that, that year, year you were you were doing great. You were just one spot out, right? Yep. Um. Yeah, but it. it um, well, I guess really, what the point of it is is like, what you're what you're mentioning is, um, for yourself and then what and others. What do you think? Like, what made you what made you super resistant to changing? Schedules like that's really the point of this podcast. Yeah. What made you resistant to changing schedule? I just thought I had to do that. You just I, looked at it like a weakness, right? Yeah, I looked at it as if I don't do this, I'm not going to get better. Yeah. That's all I thought. I I only saw that this is the amount of work it takes, and there was no way around it. Mm-hmm. I had just had to do it. Had to get it done. Mm-hmm. That was my mindset. I didn't think about. Uh, taking a break because if I did I was like one day if I missed one day it would bother me mm-hmm. if I missed one day of training one session I would think about it and it would eat at me and I would try to figure out how I could make it up and get it done before the week was over <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah I believe you <laughs> um, yeah so like so so besides the fact that um, like you it's a you believe like in your head. I guess you believe it's a weakness. I would say a lot of people would think that as well, right? They, yeah. They would they would be hesitant because they feel like they're they're giving up somehow. Yeah. Um, as opposed to uh, trying something different, like looking at it in a different way, mm-hmm. as opposed to going, well, uh, um, instead of saying, well, instead of training twice a day, five times a week, I'm going to train once a day, five or six times a week, in a, in a hope to um, we're going to try a different way of getting better. I think a lot of people think of it as. Uh, I'm just not trying as hard anymore. Yeah. Right. They immediately go because I'm not training as much. I'm just automatically. I don't like. Uh, it means I don't care as much, or I'm not. Right. I'm not good anymore. Um, but like we like I talked to many athletes about this, um, especially if they're competitive. The only time it counts is when there's points on the line. Mm-hmm. So like, you just have to make sure you get to the competition and you're able to perform to what you're capable of doing. Um, a lot of times people get to a competition and they're so mentally tired they don't even want to perform but they're still really good so they still do well enough but to really be your best you got to want to be your best like truly want to to truly drag all of your fitness out of your body it takes a lot of mental effort as you know Mm -hmm. Um, and if you go into those weekends like beat down mentally from just slogging it out and having a bad schedule it's unlikely you're going to be your best when it counts. And that's the problem, right? Is people, I think a lot of people equate training really hard all the time to being really good in competitions. It's like for some people that translates really well for other people, it doesn't translate at all. It means they get really good at doing a lot of training volume, but they're not any better at fitness when it counts. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate goal isn't to get better at training. (laughs) It's so funny. That's what I, that's what we just said. But the amount of people that don't understand that, is mind-boggling like the goal isn't to be the best at training the goal is to be the best version of yourself 
when the points are on the line. Yeah. And it's like it's it's it, it, it's actually mind-boggling how how novel of a concept it can be for some people. And it's, it's I think like you said initially it's a really it's a culture thing mm-hmm. as to what's ta- what what you what you're taught to believe, right? Yeah, I mean it bleeds over from work life balance. It's all about this grind life and it translates just into CrossFit with training and making sure oh, I'm getting all of these X amount of sessions in hours of training, it, it has to be done. That's but if, you're, if your life was set up differently, you certainly could have kept doing that. Oh, of course. Right? Like if, like if, if, you, if, had, I was, if you had a, a job at your house or an e, or a job at a gym that was yeah. quite leisurely um, and you had a really easy schedule, you certainly could have kept doing it. Yeah. Right? I, I d- need more time. Like mm-hmm. I just needed to take more time between sessions and making sure that I had downtime, which mm-hmm. I was not But doing. even after a while, that has to go away. Yeah. Even if you have the perfect setup, that type of training schedule has to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, my job no, is way more usually yeah. now, right? It's mm-hmm. I, Right now I'm working as a trainer. I don't even do nursing anymore. It's a much lower stress job. Uh, and I that's more of an optimal setting, but I still think doing one session is better for me right yes. now. Yeah, so thinking about thinking about that now, um, like, like mentally – uh, mentally, how do you approach training week to week now than how you did two years ago? Uh, I was talking to actually my girlfriend about this, right? So we were talking about... Shout how, out to Kendra. Kendra, yeah. Um, I was talking to her saying, doing one session a day now, I'm putting my best effort into it. And every single day when I come to the gym, I don't feel tired like I'm dreading doing what I have to do. I don't look at the day and go... Oh, this is gonna suck. I always feel every single day ready to attack the training, and I feel that I'm putting my best effort into it. Whereas before, it was just I'm just getting this done. I don't feel my best, and I'm definitely not performing my best during this. But I was just getting the work done, just showing up, not really getting better. And now I feel that I'm actually getting better. And that, and basically that feeling, how do you think that translates into you competing? Well, since regionals last year, I haven't done any competitions until Fight of the Fittest and uh, Can West Games. And I, with talking with you, I felt so comfortable going into each event. Even on Sunday at Can West, I finally kind of relaxed and chilled out because I knew that the events were good for me. And I knew that... I was going to win. I knew Sunday that there was no doubt in my mind that these events, unless I royally messed up, which I wasn't going to, I was going to win. And I feel like I have more confidence now when I compete than I did in the past. In the past, I had always done these big team competitions. I didn't really compete as an individual all that much except for outside the box. And now it's different. Now I feel more aware of my capabilities so do you think you feel better competing why like you said you f- you feel more confident competing why do you feel more confident you feel like you're just more experienced i think or do you uh, just feel better i think it's both i think it's i feel i do feel more confident right but i feel like my confidence has only come from the result of these competitions that have just passed i feel that where I feel best is my mentality. I feel that I'm mentally ready to compete and excited to compete, whereas in the past, I always thought to myself that I wasn't, I don't know if this is good, but I just felt like I wasn't, uh, 
I felt like I wasn't ready. I felt like I constantly said to myself, like, I'm not exactly where I need to be yet, or I can be better. I don't know how to explain it. Um, let me think here, because... Did you feel like you just weren't hungry? Or like you just didn't... You were, I, I like you just weren't... No, I just didn't feel... I didn't feel confident in the past, and I don't know if it was because I was mentally tired or drained. I would look at other people's results, or I would look at other uh, competitors, say, and I, I, I mean, I'm still guilty of doing it now, but I would look at... Uh, what other people were doing and think I can't I can't do that or I'm not good enough yet like say for instance leading into this competition people that I thought I was going to be worried about for certain events I I was so wrong in my assumption I was I thought that it was going to be a tighter race on things than it was if I'm being honest mm -hmm. I thought that this competition the points would be tighter than they were and I I that clearly wasn't the case, but I would look at what other people were doing and I would think to myself, I can't do that workout. I couldn't possibly do this time or beat that time when I would see things. Um, I think I'm kind of rambling on here, but I'm trying to, what I'm saying now though is whenever I approach training on a day-to-day -day basis, I feel much more confident and capable in my ability than I did in the past and I think a lot of it was I would feel tired and that tiredness would carry over from day to day it was like my battery was only recharging to 90% this day and then 80% the next day um, and it was because I was doing too much and then now I feel like I'm coming back every single day ready to attack the day and when I go to competition now tapering down on the volume and everything, I feel really good. Whereas in the past, I kind of felt, uh, I feel okay, I felt better before. I'm not my best today. I feel, you know, tired, fatigued, um, and I'd be like, oh, I will sleep or this or that. But I think it was just training too much. In training, do you have an empirical evidence that your training has gotten better or do you just feel better with the same, same time scores, results? No, well, the PR, the, the, the PRs would be the best measure, right? Yeah. Like the Amanda PR, right? Yeah. That type of thing. That day I did um, Amanda, I didn't think I was going to PR. I yeah. thought, I thought, like we had talked about, that I was less fit. And when I did Amanda, I was, right before I started, I thought to myself, I'm not going to PR this. But then you came out and you said something about Matt Brady. You had, no, I, I put you on Instagram Live. Oh, that's right. And why did I do that? <laughs> you put me on Instagram Live to create pressure around yeah. doing Amanda. So yeah. that was the was that the first like light bulb going? Oh, maybe. Yeah, it was. Maybe my I'm maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm fitter. Yeah, that well, it's, it's like the numbers start creeping for Tom. A big metric for Tom is is snatch, clean, and jerk, um, and that stuff, right? And even when we did the the online competition right the tragically fit thing and right like there's certain numbers he starts feeling good and they feel good and he's he's able to hit numbers in training consistently that he hadn't been hitting yeah and now it's it's even it's past that now where he's yeah. like i'm i can pr these things now yeah remember my joke to you before was your goal is is to <laughs> your goal in 2018 is to fail 280 on the snatch yeah <laughs> and i then, just want you to th have that weight on a bar and fail it 
and then at I least can get west, there. right? I can west. I hang snatched uh, 265, 270, 275. And then I all I, I pretty much did 280. I was underneath it. I just went to stand up too early and mm-hmm. I just lost it lost forward. It, yeah. But my best ever is 280. And now with everything, uh, back squat, I PR'd my back squat and it was by 10 pounds. And it, I haven't peed on my back squat in four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then clean and jerk or snatch. Like my clean, my best clean ever is 331. And I cleaned 330 at and Can West and almost jerked it. But I cleaned it and like it, it was, was easy. easy. It yeah. was so easy. Yeah. Um, and that is evidence in itself that I do feel better. It's like it's and you are better. Day difference. That's, that's what he's asking, right? Yeah. Yeah, are, are you are like besides your feelings like are you actually better yeah. because that's a that's a big thing though if your numbers were the same and you felt better yeah. that's that's, that's a, still a better that's scenario. better because you go into something yeah knowing like you're like i i enjoy the, what i'm doing right now yeah but you also want to have the numbers to back it up and that, i mean i guess it takes time for them to creep up as well because how many years were you training doubles uh four 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 and yeah you were probably really tired for a very long time man yeah Yeah. and i mean we would finish a competition and i would be like okay uh sunday i'm gonna take monday off like i normally do i'm gonna start training again on tuesday like that's just my mentality was uh, i have to get right back to it yeah but that's that's very common (laughs) yeah and so today was their first day of training since sunday yeah and i told you before the competition i I said i am taking four days off afterwards yeah. which is a new pr yeah <laughs> so we're, we're pring all over the place uh jason do you have any do you have any clients that you uh you can think of that w- that hat that that example applies to where they want to do more or, or they were doing more for a while and you yeah like, def- them down definitely it out well it turns out that if you're recovering better you can train better and the goal isn't to train better or more but when you start seeing consistent improvement when you train less, that's when you have that, like, oh, I, I am doing better by doing less. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much. There are some athletes that can do it, mm-hmm. right? That, that, uh, and you, you mean that can handle more training that can, volume? Yeah, they yeah, can absolutely. handle much more training volume. And that, some of them definitely need it. That, that th- essentially thrive on more, more time in the gym. Um, but you balance that with the recovery, too. And if you see something changing in their... In the results you're like okay or, or or they aren't progressing anymore that's when you go something's changed or we need to change something let's try less right or let's try you have now you you're down to one double each each day and this is your day and then everything else is focused on getting better at those those sessions that you are doing not just doing more doing better yep it's an individual thing though yeah the person's schedule is a big thing that dictates that right because it has to be doable for their life uh and then their attitude and personality motivation are a gigantic component of that if you if they have a if they're very motivated to do it then they'll be okay doing it because they'll be able to make themselves feel good and just do it consistently and they'll be okay um but if you're not like that then it's it's and you're always dragging your ass it's probably not the best decision for you long term. Um, and 
Yeah, like, the, and the, but the big thing is too is everyone everyone's an individual and everyone's going to respond to things differently. And I had this conversation with Maddie. Uh, is that like for some people and uh, for some people, um, like uh, in terms of what what one of their limitations is in fitness is their inability to train enough to make themselves fit enough. So I always talk. I tell Maddie to explain to her training is that she needs to actually train more. Uh, so that she can handle, so she she can she needs to train more and make herself fitter, so she can handle the required volume of training necessary to make her as good as she can possibly be. Um, so we're still in phase one of phase three, and she knows that. Um, but the goal is to get her to phase three. But like, but how do you get her there? I'm not really sure yet, but the the idea that you're supposed to force her into training twice a day to get her there is completely foolish. And um, I think the whole point of this podcast is to uh, is just to make the point that it your training schedule is very important and it needs to be suitable for you and your life. And a lot of people uh, are probably training more than they need to. Mm-hmm. I think there's a sweet spot. When you're brand new, you don't need to train that much to get better. And when you are a very experienced athlete, I think more may not be better anymore. Yeah, you're just hanging on at that point. Yeah, you're just, if you're training better instead of more, you're going to get more out of it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's a totally different paradigm then, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, to reiterate that point, it's that uh, knowing your training schedule, knowing yourself and how you react to things and knowing that you are not the same as probably the person you're comparing yourself to is very important. And to truly understand that and to make your week to week training as as positive as possible while still obviously being challenging. But but like basically not chasing gold, not not chasing things that you shouldn't be chasing just because other people are doing it. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you like us, don't forget to leave us a review wherever you listen and tell some friends. This is how new people can find out about us. Make sure you follow the Instagram for updates on upcoming episodes at Spiral Out Podcast. We don't have any formal plans for topics that we're going to cover on this show, but if there's any topics that you guys want to hear more about or something that we haven't covered yet, make sure you send those questions to spiraloutpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on Instagram. I can't promise that we will cover every topic, but we will definitely read all of the messages. And last but not least, for anyone looking for coaching, make sure you head over to OptimumPerformanceCalgary.com. I will include that link in the show notes. If you live here in Calgary, we offer personal training as well as individual design. For those that live far, we also have remote coaching available. If you're interested in attending a fitness camp or possibly hosting one at your facility, you can also find information about those there. We do not plan to cover any of the topics that are covered in the fitness camp to make sure that those stay unique. Thank you for listening. Until next time.